Achieving a gorgeous grin from home isn't a total mystery with Byteclear aligners. Just don't be surprised if all of your sleuthing friends start asking, what's your secret? Begin by ordering your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95. Byteclear aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces. Plus, they offer flexible financing, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot com. Start your confidence journey today with Byte. It's Wednesday, December 20th. Your Ben Jarofsky Show starts now. Today on the show for Monroe Wednesdays, this man puts the capital J in journalism, Monroe Anderson. The Ben Jarofsky Show is a presentation of the Chicago Reader. ChicagoReader.com for everything there is to know in the city of Chicago. You want to know what to do, where to go, what to eat, what to drink. You want to know cool places where you can hang out and see events around the holidays. Head to ChicagoReader.com. I got your back. Check that out. And if you want more Ben Jarofsky, head to ChicagoReader.com forward slash Jarofsky. That's J-O-R-A-V as in victory, S-K-Y. Hello again, everybody. Ben Jarofsky here. We're calling this Colorado show down Wednesday, and here's why. Well, I think you all know why. Uh, very conveniently, uh, the Colorado State Supreme Court uh, ruled four to three uh, that Donald Trump uh, is ineligible to be on the ballot for president in the state of Colorado because he participated in insurrection. I say it's very convenient because the ruling came down last night, right before uh, Wednesday, which is the day uh, Monroe and I record our show together. And there's nothing that fires up much more than a little kick Trump off the ballot news. <laughs> <laughs> right before we record, man, it's unbelievable. Kick him off the ballot. And, you know, classic responses to this. On one hand, MAGA is just outraged. And they're calling it anti-democratic. Let's just pause to consider the profound irony there. The insurrection itself was the ultimate anti-democratic move as Trump tried to rally a coup, threaten the life of the vice president, in order to undo the Democratic election of Joe Biden. So as a result, he's violating now the 14th Amendment. It's in the Constitution, ladies and gentlemen. But MAGA's going, no, no, we don't want this rule enforced. We want to be able to break all the rules and make our own rules up as we go along. And to make us abide by the rules that exist in the Constitution, that would be anti-democratic, even though the rule that we're breaking is the one that says you can't destroy democracy in America and still be a presidential candidate. So that's MAGA's view. Of course, uh, so many Democrats, liberal types, are like, I'm so scared. No. They're always in that fetal position. No matter what happens, they get scared. And uh, so this ruling came down the same day as the New York Times had this headline we're going to talk them both with monroe uh i gotta call this headline up i gotta read this headline to get it right this one is just never thought i'd live long enough to see a headline like this about a um a leading presidential candidate here it is from the new york times donald trump criticized for echoing hitler said that he's never read mein Kampf. well oh that's reassuring <laughs> What a presidential candidate you got, MAGA. All right, without further ado, we're bringing on the legendary Chicago journalist, Monroe Anderson. We're going to be talking about these uh, and all other issues uh, in the political universe, or as many as we can get to today. Welcome back, Monroe, and your thoughts on Colorado High. Go. Well, Trump didn't read Mein Kampf. He had his butler read it to him. It was his bed story, dime story every night. So one one of Hitler's speeches. <laughs> oh. I thought you were gonna say uh, Trump didn't read Mein Kampf. He wrote it. I thought I literally right. thought that's what you were gonna say. Yeah. Yeah. Right. No. Uh, yeah, no. He can write his name. 
uh, he probably couldn't write his way out of a grocery line. <laughs> Uh, so all right, let's go to back to Colorado. So the ruling comes down to kick him off the ballot. Uh, we all know this is not the end of it. Uh, no. It was a four to three decision. Uh, it's all Democrats, by the way, on the um, the sub- state Supreme Court in Colorado. So effectively, it's going to uh, Trump will appeal uh, to the Supremes. Uh, and I can't see personally, I cannot see any way the Supremes uh, will. Uh, kick Donnie Trump off the ballot in Colorado. I just don't see that happening. That's my personal view. Uh, your thoughts, Monroe? Uh, I think they will. I, Whoa! Uh, <laughs> well, they will? Yes. For the simple reason that it is the Constitution. Okay. It, it, is, an, uh, it, it is an amendment in the Constitution. And they are supposed to be um, um, pure um, constructionists, mm-hmm. constitutionalists. If you know, if it's in there, then that's what it is. I mean, you know, if, if we can have any type of gun that we imagine, machine guns, whatever, because it's in the Constitution of Second Amendment, then what's so special about this amendment where you ignore it? So I okay. think they're going to do it. All right. So, um, oh, and 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 is it is it um, Corsich, who ten years ago wrote uh, an article about how this 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 should be, and if if a president broke um, went against the Constitution, then he should go. Uh, I he may have. I I'm not aware of Corsich particularly on that uh, issue, but even if he did. Uh, you're you're acting as though uh, these are people of principle who are behaving according to a certain uh, anchored belief that they have, a core belief, a core view of interpreting or reading the Constitution. And I, of course, view them as political animals, uh, and they're on the MAGA team, and there is no way, absolutely no way, in my humble opinion, I could be wrong, yeah. uh, even though you're absolutely correct. And by the way, the two scholars that began so much of this conversation about Donald Trump uh, are conservative scholars. I who agree. Are, yeah, yeah. very conservative. Yeah. yeah. And I, uh, having read their law, their, the article that they wrote, uh, the law review article I wrote, I was like, oh, my God, this is a slam dunk. And he, you're absolutely correct, Monroe. If you believe in the letter of the law as it's written in the Constitution, Dottie can't serve. He cannot run for office. It's just clear. Now, I know that these are all lawyers, so they're going to find a little uh, wiggle room to, uh, you know, to weasel out of it. Uh, and my guess is they'll say, well, since the Constitution doesn't specify the office of the presidency, uh, then he's exempt from it. So, you know, listen, they're all lawyers. They know what they got to do. When you got to wiggle, you wiggle. Uh, but this is a clear violation of the Constitution. Right. right. No, and they, and, and the thing is with this, because this is their job. You know, I mean, it's, uh, I mean, it'd be like you were working at, um, say, WCFL and, and acted like the truth didn't matter. I mean, that would be a violation. <laughs> <laughs> You mean CPT? But when you went back in time with CFL. Yeah. Uh, I'm like, where are you going with this? Okay. Uh, no, no, seriously. Okay. Yeah. They, um, I mean, it's, 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 it's just, it, it's no wriggle room on this. It says it, it was written for Confederates. And it was to make sure that Confederates could not run, um, get office, federal office, after they had fought against the Union. Mm-hmm. So it was it was to keep them off, uh, out of Washington. And uh, there is one judge sort of wiggled, like, like you were talking about, and she said, well, um, it says federal officers. It doesn't say the president. Yeah. But that makes no sense whatsoever that the president is not a federal official. No. And 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 and, um, the idea that it would be okay for somebody 
to run for president who had been a Confederate. Um, Jefferson Davis could have run and, and become president. And, and that was not in the mind of Congress back in those days. Yeah. No, I, uh, listen, if, when I listen to uh, the Republican response, uh, I just immediately had a football reference. Uh, and um, I was thinking about Patrick Mahomes and the Kansas City Chiefs quarterback uh, crying and Andy Reid, the, the coach of the Chiefs, crying because a referee called, nullified a touchdown uh, because the receiver who caught the pass and ran in for the touchdown was offsides. And they were like, their, their position was, it was such a great play, the referees should have allowed it to happen without calling the rules, calling them out for violating the rules. And I'm like, there are either rules or they're not rules. I see. He thought he was Michael Jordan. (laughs) You know what? I I love Michael Jeffrey Jordan. I cannot recall Michael Jeffrey Jordan throwing as big a hissy fit as Patrick Mahomes did. Uh, When the referee was right, the referee called. We're on a tangent with a tangent. My point is. No, no, no. You've missed the point in in that Michael never had to throw that hissy fit because (laughs) they said, oh, Jordan took 10 steps to fly. That's okay. That's not traveling. That's Uh the takeoff. All right. Okay. He's Michael Jordan. He's exempt from any kind of criticism in Chicago. so the sobbing from Patrick Mahomes does remind me of the sobbing of the Republicans who don't want rules uh, to be, uh, they, they don't want to have to play by the rules. Uh, and uh, they call it anti-democratic uh, when they're being asked or demanded that they play by the rules. Uh, but they have no problem with literally <laughs> trying to uh, uh, have an insurrection and a coup and threaten the life of the president, of the vice president, to force him uh, to uh keep Donald Trump in office, make him emperor of the United States. So we're not living in a a land, uh, Monroe, and you know this better, even better than I do, where the Republican Party has principles. We're not living in a land where the Republican Party abides by the law. We're not living in a land where the Republican Party follows the Constitution. Uh, They have essentially become the anti-Constitution Party, and they just want the right to rule forever. They are authoritarians. Yes. They have become authoritarians. Yes. The the thing that I found interesting was that um, DeSantis and Haley were fighting back crocodile tears uh, and should get Academy Awards for that. (laughs) Because the one thing they want more than anything else is Trump out of there. Because otherwise, they are all running for second place. That is so true. And yet this tells you where the Republican Party is right now, totally controlled by MAGA, uh, which has become a Trump cult. And Monroe is so right. We cannot say this enough. Uh, The only chance that uh, Nikki Haley or Ron DeSantis or any of the Republican candidates uh, for president have well, those are the really only two with a chance at all. Uh, is if well, Tim uh, Scott thinks he might have a chance. Not he's, he's, he's so out of the race now. <laughs> Tim Scott. <laughs> well, maybe if they if, if the only chance they have, Tim Scott could come back in there. I think he just suspended his race. So yeah, if, right. If Donald Trump is kicked off the ballot, right, by the Supreme Court, right, effectively, uh, that's the only chance Nikki Haley has, and yet. She cannot, even though that will promote her candidacy, in order to keep MAGA in line, she has to invoke this lunacy that somehow or other abiding by the rules and the law uh, is, is not necessary. And it's okay to violate the rules and the law. It's okay to be offsides on a football play and still get the touchdown. That's she ha, she has taken the Patrick Mahomes, Andy Reid view of politics, which rules don't matter. We're playing tennis without a net. There's no out of bounds for us. We could do anything we want and still our baskets will count. Our touchdowns will count. And 
I don't know. I don't know if America's willing to tolerate this, despite the fact that Democrats are like crawling into that fetal position they love to get into where they're scared of their shadows. I don't know if America's willing to uh, tolerate that point of view. Your thoughts, Monroe? Yeah, well, see, on this one, well, there's, there's a little fear among the Dems, but I think more than that, they're trying to let the dust settle and see where all this is happening, and then they'll make their move. Like they don't want to make their move too soon because they're trying to see what the Republicans are going to do, what the contributors are going to do. I mean, it's it's so much happening with this, this and this is so momentous. They just don't know yet, and so they 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 don't don't want to um, screw this one up because it, it should be a win win for them. All right. So uh, as the Ben Jarofsky show correspondent whose beat is uh, MSNBC, <laughs> the job that we've assigned to Monroe. Uh, <laughs> I, I, I watch it so you don't get to. <laughs> <laughs> so what was uh, the state uh, of reaction uh, among the MSNBC crowd? Were they jubilant? Were they cautious? Were they celebratory? Were they nervous? They were go jubilant ahead. and celebratory. <laughs> okay, here we go. All right. <laughs> it was like, oh my god, I can't believe they really did it. <laughs> it's nice to know that. Okay, so just bring us all back to earth. It was one ruling in one state. Yes, a state, by the way. If if they just. If they did kick him off the ballot, it wouldn't affect our system of uh, electing a president because we have this insane electoral college system. In, real, in reality, Donald Trump could be kicked off the ballot in about, I don't know, 20 blue states in America, and it wouldn't matter as long as he got to stay on the ballot in all the red states and the swing states. So I don't even know why he's – well, I know why yeah, he's crying. Now, this is why they're happy about the, the liberals, the Democrats. Okay. All right. The reason they're happy about this is if it is allowed to stand, then there's going to be a um, fire sale among the other <laughs> states that have governors and people. It's like, whoa, let's kick him off here. Let's kick him off there. You get kicked off. You get kicked. Everybody kicks him off. That's why. Well, I mean, yeah. It's so... Uh, there's look, there's so many different possibilities what the Supreme Court could do. It's going to the Supreme Court, uh, right. and it has to go there fast because right. Trump uh, has already asked that they wait a while and think about this. The Supreme said, No rush, <laughs> Trump is such a piece of work. You, should, you should deliberate for oh, oh my God. <laughs> the issue of printing the ballots in Colorado, but really, again, it doesn't matter. If he's on the ballot in Colorado because of electoral college system, and I'll say it again, it doesn't matter if he's kicked off the ballot of every blue state. Colorado is basically a blue state. Uh, it doesn't matter if he's kicked off the ballot in California, in uh, Illinois, in Maryland, in uh, D.C., uh, in Massachusetts, New York, because he's not going to win these states anyway. So really, their votes don't matter. It's an insane system we have. Okay, Ben. It you're right about that, but I'm going to let you in on a little secret, okay? Oh, yeah. Trump can't win. <laughs> if he stays on all the ballots, he cannot win. He's a 42% candidate. That's the highest. That's, that, that's his ceiling, 42%. And um, if he gets convicted, and my guess is that one of these trials will land just in the nick of time. Then he loses another 6% because 6% of the Republicans who plan to vote for him says that if he becomes, uh, if he gets convicted, they won't vote for him. Okay. Uh, it's fair enough. Uh, and uh, uh, so let's, let me go put it to this point. Uh, a similar moment in happened here in Chicago uh, way back in 2011, I want to say, where uh, a, a, an appellate court ruled uh, your favorite mayor, Rahm Emanuel, just kidding, uh, he's your favorite mayor, uh, ineligible uh, to be on the ballot because he violated residency requirements. Right. right. Okay. Right. 
Um, and Rahm appealed to the Supreme Court of Illinois, and they put him back on the ballot. Yeah. They reversed it because, in my humble opinion, it had nothing to do with whatever cockamamie legal argument they cooked up. It was like, uh -uh. they did not want to be the agents of kicking Rahm off the ballot. They did not want to upset Rom and all of his backers, et cetera, and so forth. It had nothing to do with legal principles. Not, legal principles don't even apply. You get smart clerks to write up whatever gobbledygook you need to push whatever argument you got, and there you go. You act like you're, you know, um, Earl Warren or something. Now, similarly, I cannot see. I cannot see. No matter what principles at stake, uh, the um, – the Supreme. I don't even see the Democrats on the Supremes doing this, being in that. It's going down in history as pushing Donald Trump off the ballot. I think I, they're going to do it because they just the Constitution says that if you violate, you elected to office, and you violate the the these um, oath you took to the Constitution. You cannot be on the ballot again. I mean, it's it's that is is that black and white. Okay. Well, we are now going to make one of our famous bets. Yes. Uh, on this one, I say they keep them on the ballot. You say they kick them off. Uh, the winner uh, is the loser buys the winner lunch at uh, the restaurant uh, of the losers of the winner's choice. Uh, that's how we'll uh, do it. Uh, and uh, you're not allowed to get the lobster uh, if uh, you win, all right? Uh, and uh, <laughs> no, there's that chicken restaurant that I love. We'll go there. Right. But I just can't see it. Your, uh, your, your listeners know that you, I've, I've won about four of these already. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm still waiting to have one of those lunches. But yes, we can do this again. <laughs> Actually, the, I knew places is breakfast, early morning delight, breakfast place, man. That's where I go. I just was there with uh, uh, Jim Coogan. Shout out, Jim Coogan. So that's where we'll go. I've already decided that's where we'll go. Where, uh, where's the breakfast place? Oh, it's awesome. It's uh, on the north side on Irving. I love it. It's my place. I love going there. And, uh, they're great. The food is delicious. Can't say enough about this place. Uh, so I you win. Even if I lose. Everywhere, man. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. yeah, I win even if I lose. I don't do that if I go to McDonald's. All right. Uh, all right. So, wow, you, that's a bold Monroe prediction, man. Many is the time I miss Sergio, but I really miss him now for his reaction. If he were here, what would he say about this? I'm going to ask Mark Wallace. He's coming to the show next week. What does he think of this prediction? Yeah. Uh, that Monroe is really going out on a limb here, ladies and gentlemen. He predicts the Supremes are going to uphold. The ruling out of Colorado. And if that happens, oh my goodness. I mean, it all depends. MAGA's already talking about civil war on the internet, social MAGA. They're already talking about civil war and it hasn't even happened yet. Yeah. Um, so, uh, all right. Uh, wow, civil war for MAGA. Well, they tried it with the insurrection. Right. Uh, all right. Uh, so we talked about this. We've been tracking Donald Trump's movement uh, into insanity land uh, over the last couple months. And uh, he has he just keeps accelerating his descent into uh, a special form of hell. He's now invoking sort of the themes of Hitler uh, regarding polluting the bloodstream, other madness, racist madness. Vermin. Yeah, uh, uh, yeah. Yes. That Hitler used to justify slaughter. Uh, right. And um, uh, so as a result, he was, <laughs> he was, he's being challenged as uh, people point out that uh, the comp, uh, the similarities between Trump's rhetoric and Hitler's uh, rhetoric and Trump announced yesterday, don't worry, America, I have not read Mein Kampf, even if I'm invoking the principles within Mein Kampf. Uh, and uh, your your position on this, Monroe, is that uh, Trump is lying again, that he hasn't in fact, has in fact read Mein Kampf or had it read to him. Is that your position? If his lips or fingers are moving, he's lying. <laughs> if you just... If you if you approach it that way, then you already have to guess. Oh, was that his lips? He's lying. 
Yeah, he's lying. He's lying. And he the other trick trick to Trump to understand him. Yeah. Is if he says something that's against the Democrats or his enemies, he's projecting. So when he's not lying, he's projecting. But it's one or the other. Right. Absolutely projecting. That's what he does when he says the ruling is anti-democratic, even though uh, he led an insurgency that was the quintessential anti-democratic move. Exactly, the ultimate anti-democratic move. Unbelievable. It's it's astounding that he is number one in the Republican pack. Just astounding how far the Republicans have descended uh, toward a a fascist party. all right. Any hope in your humble opinion, uh, or any uh, sense that the Republican candidates who are running against Trump will consolidate around one uh, chief opponent? Or are they all just so scared of MAGA uh, that they're just going to concede this to Donald Trump? Well, Vivek, is that his name? Vivek? Yeah, Ramaswamy, yeah. yeah. He has already taken the position that if Colorado keeps Trump off the ballot, then they all should drop off to drop out to of the, yeah. the Colorado race, the, not the, Alabama. Colorado. Yeah, I mean, sorry, Colorado. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah so, Colorado. Yeah, yeah. So one more time, ladies and gentlemen. Again, any one of those Republicans could be off the ballot in Colorado and still be elected president. Any one of those pre- Republicans could be off the ballot in California, New York, Illinois, and still be elected president. So what Vivek is saying, it's classic Vivek. It's just, it's a meaningless statement. Uh, and, um, and by the way, the ruling probably will not be just limited to Colorado. Just as Monroe was pointing out, if, if the Supremes are, are going to uphold it, that would probably unleash lawsuits well, I mean, if it's if he's kicked off in Colorado, I mean, depending on how they write the ruling, he can't be allowed to run in Alabama or Mississippi or North Dakota or Wyoming or anywhere. No, right they there. can't only know this. This see, this is states' rights, and so Colorado could kick him off, but that doesn't. The other states have to do it themselves. It's it's it's, it's not going to apply across the map or anything. All right, so this is what what I'm I'm saying is Alabama won't kick him off, but um, New New Mexico probably will. Okay, so what? Well, you know what? Everything depends on how they write the rule. First of all, I don't think they're going to pull Colorado anyway. They don't. Uh, they just don't have the guts to to uh, take such a strong stand. It's perfectly okay with Republicans in the Supreme Court to give an election to Bush uh, in the case of Bush versus Gore in Florida, but there's no way they're going to kick Donald Trump off the ballot. Uh, but I'm just saying it's a, uh, yes, you're, you're evoking the notion of state rights, but, uh, this is a federal, uh, it's a federal U S constitution that he'd be violating. Uh, and if he can't be on the ballot, if the, if the feds rule that the U S Supreme court rules that he can't be on the ballot in Colorado, then I don't know why it would be any different in Alabama. I mean, because uh, because each state gets to set its own rules, um, and it, yeah, well, maybe, well, we'll see. I, I don't see it. Well, it's, it's complicated. It's complicated. It's complicated, and I don't yeah. see them ruling it anyway. So uh, we'll move on. But I, I love that bet. I've got that one enshrining, uh, and uh, it, uh, as much as I would enjoy watching the Supremes kick Donald Trump off the ballot. Uh, uh, I guess I'll have to enjoy the meal uh, that I will be uh, yeah. eating. At, the, uh, other, the, the, the other factor okay. that you, you're not considering seriously is that Trump has told us mm-hmm. that on day one, he's going to be a dictator. Yeah. And the Supreme Court, when you're dictators, you can't you 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 don't want a Trump won't want a Supreme Court that isn't completely beholden to him, and this particular Supreme Court has already ruled against him several times, and so he will be when he's letting the blood and doing the revenge thing. It's it's not going to stop 
uh, at the Supreme Court. He's not going to leave them alone. They're going to be on his hit list too. And they know this. Yeah. That's a valid point. Uh, Trump is telling you folks what he's going to do (laughs) if uh, elected president. He's letting you know what he's going to do. So don't act surprised uh, when he does it or if if, if he's elected. Uh, And so Monroe's point uh, is that the Supremes want to avoid that. Uh, And let me ask you this. In any universe, do you see Clarence Thomas voting to remove Donald Trump from the ballot? Uh, yeah, I do. I do. If the billionaires okay. <laughs> who okay. own him. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, Clarence. I think um I I I I think uh Trump's even a little too dangerous for us. So <laughs> it's okay. You can vote put him out. Uh, by the way, let's just deal with that one right now. That was going to be the the last issue I raised. But since you mentioned Clarence Thomas, uh, Monroe had a great riff this morning when we were chatting on the phone uh, about Clarence, the stories that broke about Clarence Thomas. I think it was in Politico earlier this week. I haven't talked about it uh, on the show, Monroe. There's so many other stuff going on. Uh, and um, uh, where uh, Clarence Thomas was crying uh Poor mouthing, as they say, back in the uh, early part of the century, that Supremes don't make enough money. Uh, and so he was going to have to quit to go out and make some real money. Well, what he was, yeah, what he was saying was if they didn't vote to give them a salary raise. Okay. Yes. Give them a salary raise. Then he's going to have to quit and go out there where he can make some real money. Yeah. 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 And, uh, <laughs> and then the billionaire said, oh, no, we need. We- <laughs> We need you, Clarence. Right. <laughs> Here's a half a million dollar van, uh, uh, RV, that you can drive around the country and tell people how much you love hanging out with the poor people. <laughs> Sitting out in the Walmart parking lot. <laughs> oh, man, that's so deep. Wow. That's, uh, yeah, Clarence Thomas. What else you are? Your, your, your mother needs a house? <laughs> needs a- Without a without a mortgage, uh, we can take care of that. Your nephew, or was it his nephew who needed a college tuition? Yeah, we right, got gotcha. you, right? right. Uh, or some kind of tuition. I forget which one oh, it was. He got a full, got a, a full ride. Yeah. What a quid pro quo, man! That is so deep. Uh, now, this makes this makes your 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 good friend Ed Burke look like a Boy Scout in comparison. Oh my god, we gotta get to Burke. Uh we we, we gotta get to Burke, man. Uh uh so all right, so before we uh leave uh national politics and get to Ed Burke, uh yeah, we gotta talk Rudy Giuliani. The man has completely lost his mind. Um uh, obviously he's banking on Donald Trump uh being victorious and pardoning him because uh, nothing think, else makes sense. Yeah, uh, I think he's um He's senile. I think that's the problem. An alcoholic senile with that. So, because he's because what he's doing is just, first, yeah, he's what he's doing is just crazy. Because Trump is not going to bail him out for a hundred and forty-eight million dollars. Yeah. So just all right. Just remind folks. uh, Giuliani made some outrageous claims about two election workers uh, in the state of Georgia, accusing them of stealing the election uh, on behalf of Joe Biden. Outrageous claims. Uh, not true. No, not a shred of evidence for it. Uh, the women responded by filing a defamation lawsuit uh, against uh, Giuliani. Giuliani effectively put up no defense uh, in that lawsuit. Uh, was lost the lawsuit. He didn't have any. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Fair enough. Uh, there's no defense for the indefensible. Uh, well, it, Burke is in a similar boat, by the way. Uh, and um, and so the uh, the judge ruled in favor of the um, the two women from Georgia. Uh, and uh, this week, I think it was this week, I've lost track of time, yeah. the jury weighed in with its uh, verdict on how much money uh, 
Juliana had to pay them. Juliana had to pay them, and it was $148 million, uh, a staggering amount of punitive penalty against uh, Rudy Giuliani. And what did he do uh, in the aftermath of that? He doubled down and said uh, something along the lines, I have proof that... Right. Well, he's been saying he's had proof. Yeah. It's just that he hasn't presented it yet. Maybe he'll let us have it for Christmas. Or something. Yeah. That's your Christmas present. After yeah. with three years... Right. Three years later, I'm going to provide the proof that I have not. Right. Exactly. Uh, and now uh, uh, the um, the women in Georgia have filed a, another suit against him. Right. Because he keeps he keeps repeating the same accusation. Right. He keeps defaming them. It just right. won't stop. Well, you know, it's, it, this is the racism in him. It can't help it. You know, it's like. <laughs> The, uh, you know, in the um, Shaft movement movie um, that came out around 2000, 2001 with Samuel L. Jackson, yes. the Shaft, yes. there's a lion, line in it where um, uh, Shaft is going to be a vigilante. And he says, it's Juliana, it's Juliana time. <laughs> That is true. That's the Samuel L. Jackson uh, uh, version of Shaft. Not the good version of Shaft. Right, no. The movie didn't do well. And plus, Sam, Samuel Jackson was um, pissed off because he didn't be able to uh, do all the chicks. Oh, really? He complained? I didn't uh, know that. Yeah, he was upset about that. He, he, he didn't get one love scene in the movie. Wow. But by the way, on a tangent within a tangent, did you see that? Um, you probably didn't because I didn't send it to you. Uh, it was an interview that Jamie Foxx did, and he was talking. Oh God, I can't do this justice. You could do this justice, uh, but he was talking about uh, how they were preparing for uh, Django. Literally, truthfully, one of Monroe's favorite movies. Uh, whenever Monroe's feeling a little blue, puts on Django. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> uh, I, 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 I only actually had that feeling after I saw Twelve Years a Slave. Oh yeah, that's true. <laughs> Watch that. <laughs> oh Lord. Uh, anyway, um, oh, they were talking about it. He, Jamie Fox does this so well. I urge everybody to to find it because it's it's pretty funny. Uh, but they're talking about the early read-throughs, and it was all the actors were were sitting at a table doing reading the script, just just getting a sense of the script. And Leo, Leonardo DiCaprio plays uh, the beer racist who runs the uh, plantation, and as a result, he has to keep saying the N word. And um, he uh, uh, he he every time he comes to it, he goes, "I can't say it." And he apologizes to Jamie Fox and Samuel Jackson. Finally, Samuel Jackson says. Something along the lines, but shut the fuck up, man. <laughs> this is, <laughs> come on. We're in a movie. This is Tuesday. Get it together. <laughs> uh, he gave him that pep talk and he told him to shut the fuck up. And the next day, uh, Jamie Foxx said when he came on set, it was a different man. He just yeah. totally took over yeah. the role. He wouldn't say hello to Jamie Foxx on the set. You know what I mean? He was playing his role. Right. Uh, I just, man. Love that little anecdote from Samuel Jackson. Uh, all right, so Giuliani, what's your prediction of how that's going to work out? The Giuliani, I mean, how's he going to round up? Is he going to round up 148 million uh, to pay no, the Freemans? No, he didn't have 100. Uh, he he hasn't even paid one of his lawyers. He's been sued by one of his lawyers because he hasn't paid him. He, he's got to sell all this. He's going to be broke. He's going to be broke. He's he's close to it now, and. They they may not get much of that hundred and forty eight million, but the mother said that it wasn't about the money; it was about the principal. And so well, yeah. and that's why they're going to sue him again. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he, she wants everybody to know that don't be calling her names, her her daughter names, and. and Acting like they're just run of the mill niggers, you know. <laughs> they got some stuff going on now, and they will fight back. Uh, I, I, as a, 
appropriate moment, I point out that was Monroe talking and not me. Okay. Uh, <laughs> the, the views and opinions of Monroe Anderson do not necessarily reflect those of the Ben Jarowski show. As we move on, uh, I don't blame them, by the way, uh, for fighting to clear their name. And, no, you know, he had, they were giving each other uh, mitts. Uh, uh, and he had them passing cocaine or stuff, you know, it's just, I mean, it was just stereotype over racism. Yeah, absolutely. And, and they absolutely. were getting death threats. They had to move. I mean, it was, it, he made their lives miserable. Mm. And Trump helped. Yeah. I don't know why they didn't sue him, too. Well, I don't know if he actually said it, uh, but... Uh... Uh, I, I absolutely, these are all agents of Trump's insurrection, right? And and it, you know it all ties together, folks. This is happening right. in your in your lifetime. Uh, these are all it was all part and parcel of an attempt by Donald Trump uh, to cook up some excuse for justifying uh, seizing power and and uh, destroying the will of the people. With the will of the people was to elect Joe Biden. And uh, Donald Trump did not want to abide by that will. And so uh, he cooked up all these uh, myths and lies uh, about uh, vote tampering on a part of election officials. And you're right, uh, Monroe, he knew what he, they knew what they were doing when they picked uh, two black women right. uh, to, to make as uh, the quote unquote villains in this made up uh, scheme. So uh, you're absolutely correct. They knew what they were doing, uh, and if it's worked with MAGA, of course, uh, you know MAGA believes the election was stolen. MAGA believes a lie, right? Because they want to. Well, and some of them are stupid too. <laughs> I, I, I'm actually with you on this one. I you, yes, that's a good. They just want to believe it, so they believe it, even if they don't believe it. You're absolutely correct. Like. Uh, Patrick Mahomes wants to believe that it's okay not to call off sides. You know, he, he doesn't actually believe that if the roles were reversed, he'd be screaming about right. them not calling off sides in the Buffalo bills. So, right. you know, uh, people get, they lose control for a while and then they just get greedy and stupid and selfish. Uh, all right. Uh, that's a perfect lead in to some local news. People love it. When Monroe talks Ed Burke trial, uh, and the Ed Burke trial has, uh, gone to the um the jury as as we have this conversation they're deliberating i have not seen any updates hold on i'm gonna look to see if there's been an update no um, the update is that if they don't have it um a verdict um by the weekend they're gonna break for christmas <laughs> yeah the judge the yeah the judge right. is the main judge uh and doesn't want these people locked up uh, that was, uh, I had a longer conversation uh, yesterday with Adolfo Mondragon. I urge everyone, if they haven't heard it, to listen in. We had a lot of fun with the Burke trial. Uh, but Adolfo and I agreed uh, that it was one of the most pathetic uh, defenses that we've seen in a long time offered up by Ed Burke. Uh, essentially, the, the, the defense was to malign Danny Solis, the former alderman who's wearing the wire, uh, in which uh, that captured Ed Burke making all these threatening comments uh, about these various businesses. He was trying to force to hire his property tax appeal business. Ed Burke, one of the most powerful aldermen in the history of the city of Chicago, and was trying to use that power to force people to hire his property tax appeal business. Uh, and essentially uh, what the uh, De Burke defense was saying, look, what do you think is worse? Uh, Ed Burke shaking down these business people or, uh, Danny Solis ratting him out. And uh, we just view that that was their strategy. Like the jury will go, yeah, we don't, Danny Solis was a rat. We don't want to be with a rat. So we're right. going to go. So it's no defense really of what Ed Burke did. If you follow what I'm saying, Monroe, it's just. Yeah, right. No. Danny Solis, go ahead. Yes. Yeah, and he, 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 he was out of his time his best time. If he would have been doing all this now, instead of when he did it, his defense could be that it was all artificial intelligence. <laughs> I didn't say that. <laughs> That's my voice being imitated by the computers. That would have been a better defense than the one he put up. <laughs> that would have been in Giuliani country. Uh, uh, that would have been in Giuliani country. 
the the attempt to blame everything on Danny Solis uh, brought me back to an irony, uh, Monroe, that I want to share with you that I think you'll appreciate. Uh, and it has to do with our favorite mayor, Harold Washington. Yes. Uh, as we point out, we're probably the only two people in the city of Chicago who point this out. Uh, Ed Burke's, well, in my opinion, I think Monroe shares it, his greatest offense was in the 1980s uh, when he per- perpetuated hate and hysteria and racism. Uh, to uh, undercut Harold Washington, sabotage his administration in the hopes uh, that the electorate would uh, vote out Harold Washington just to end uh, the council wars. That was his strategy. Uh, And he really threw his heart and soul uh, (laughs) into stirring up hate and hysteria against Chicago's first black mayor. Uh, In 1986, Harold seized control Effectively ended council wars by seizing control of the city council because of a group of a bunch of special automatic elections. Uh, and the first council meeting, uh, Monroe, where uh, Harold took control of the council and ousted all the chairmen that the uh, the Bredoliak Burke faction had put in and put his own supporters in. Ed Burke got up and gave a speech. And I remember his speech. Uh, and I remember in part because Harold Washington had his huge smile on his face as he listened to Burke. And essentially Burke said, I wish I were a fly on the wall to hear all of my former allies in the anti-Washington administration one by one go up to the fifth floor, kiss Harold Washington's ring and say, the Eddies made me do it. The Eddies made me do it. Right. Harold was smiling because it probably happened. Oh, yeah, I'm sure it did. Yeah, right. But I was laughing. I mean, I'm not sure, but I would be surprised if it didn't happen. I, I, I had a smiling because what goes around comes around. Here we are 30-odd years later, and Ed Burke's lawyers are in court going, Danny Solis made him do it. Danny Solis made him do it. And he was just cowering, <laughs> just like the old Verdoliak 29ers, Monroe. What goes around comes around in Right. I've never wore a wire, but I imagine if I had one on, I could um, have whoever I was interviewing say whatever I needed to uh, them to say to get me out of trouble. And so this is Burke would have done the same thing to Danny. No, what did you say last week? It was hilarious. If you wore a wire, you would capture me saying, I forget what it was. How much you loved it. Oh, how much I love Rahm Emanuel and Mayor Daly. Yeah, right. <laughs> oh, Lord, that's hilarious. I, I don't think a million wires would ever capture me saying that. Uh, all right. So, uh, you you call prediction? their names out in your sleep. <laughs> <Don't> you? <laughs> Reggie. Oh, Lord. <laughs> 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 So not true, ladies and gentlemen. That's a Giuliani-like lie. I'm getting my attorneys to file suit. I'm sue myself. Uh, uh, so your prediction, you already made one prediction uh, about a judicial outcome. Uh, I'm going to be enjoying that lunch or uh, breakfast uh, as a result. What's your prediction on the Burke trial? Uh, I think he's going to be guilty. So he'll be. So you say the Supremes are going to bounce. Uh, they're going to uphold the Colorado, the Colorado decision and bounce Trump off the ballot in Colorado, yeah. and the jury's going to find Ed Burke guilty. Yes. All right. Are, are you, um, um, the, the justice is blind thing. They were going to see that it can be, although she might be peeking under the mask a little bit, but. And looking around with yeah. one finger in the air. <laughs> one finger in the air. Yeah. Well, I got to see that one to believe it. Uh, now, this is a problem for Burke and for Tr- Trump and the MAGA crowd. Mm-hmm. Is they have gone too far. Mm. They've crossed the line. And, um, and Americans don't mind a little hanky-panky and... and um, cheating and stealing or what have you but there is a limit to what they will accept wow both of them crossed the line i think i i i hope you're right uh and depends on my mood i think you're right usually i think you're right that there is a line 
uh, and uh, that Americans will hold that line. Uh, man, 2024 will be a test of that because Donald Trump, go back to Trump, one more time, ladies and gentlemen, has told you what he will do. Right. And he always does what he says he's going to do. Yes. Yeah. I mean, he does. Yeah, that's the one thing. You know, it, it, and when it's outrageous in the response, he says he was joking. But people who know Trump well said he never jokes. Yeah, no. This is not Henny Youngman, ladies. This is not Rodney Dangerfield. This is not a jokester up there, okay? Yeah, right. Uh, now, he told you what he's going to do. Y'all know what he's going to do. You vote for him anyway? Well, then you're saying you want to vote for the end of democracy in our country. You're just tired. You want fascism. That's what you're saying if you vote for Donald Trump. And uh, so, yeah, I uh, I would like to believe that that's a line that America won't cross. Um, and um, we'll follow this one, Monroe and I will anyway. Uh, we'll probably be the first, if Trump wins, get rounded up and arrested. Me and Monroe were sharing a jail cell somewhere, a prison cell somewhere. Right. Uh, before we, we we go sticking with this, um, what what makes it interesting also is okay, Trump can't run on, mm. on certain in certain states, so he can't win. Um, is is does do the Dems try to force Biden not to run because of his age? Because the only the, the the main the main reason. Biden has for running now, he says, mm. is because he's the only one who can beat Trump. And this is true. But he's the only one. But if there's no Trump to beat, because he's been crippled by the Supreme Court ruling, mm. and so is Haley, for example, instead, and she's eight points, I think, ahead of Biden. Do, then, then, then do they beg him to step down? Do the Democrats beg him to step down? Or do they let the the most uh the best performing president since LBJ stay in office? Well, uh wow. Uh, all bets are off, of course. Uh yeah. if if that scenario occurs where the, the Supremes kick Trump off the ballot if they uphold that uh, decision in Colorado, which leads to uh, more challenges throughout the country. Uh, I mean, listen, everything's contingent on what they decide and the language they employ in deciding it and the reaction response. But I would think uh, that all bets are will be off and uh, anything can happen, including Joe Biden saying, OK, there's no reason for me to run again. This threat is gone. I will say this, but we didn't talk about this. I, I watched... Uh, significant chunks of Gavin Newsom's uh, debate with um, Ron DeSantis. Yeah. And, and I've had my issues with uh, Gavin Newsom down over the years, particularly during the COVID, but man, he was so forceful. Oh, really? He would be a problem for the vice president. Because oh, yeah, of America. Kamala Harris, yeah, in, in other words, Biden didn't run. Right, right, because America don't like women as president, <laughs> and they don't—they they particularly don't like black women as president. So, I—I I don't see her. Uh, although I—I th I think she's a, a a good candidate, but no, I just, it's going to be a problem. She's not going to be an automatic. Yeah. So. Well, that's a whole other conversation, yeah. uh, for, uh, which we should do sometime about Kamala Harris and the attitude toward her, but yeah. watch her far. And um, there is uh, a bias against black women. I mean, I'm saying, stating the obvious right. uh, in this country. Uh, and just like people say things to me who don't even follow politics, Monroe. Right. I'm not naming any, but people I know who don't follow politics will say to me, I don't like what the job Kamala Harris has done. And I'm like, what job are you talking about? She's yeah. the vice president. How do you even have an opinion about Kamala Harris? Right, exactly. Now, vice, the vice president's main job is to hang around in case the president dies. <laughs> so there would be somebody to take over right away. Absolutely. I mean, that's, that's the job. 
Anything yeah, that's the job. It's like a hobby or something. We're in a weird state in America right now um, where every politician I know on both sides, Democrat and Republican, uh, as soon as they get in office, <laughs> they're just popularity plummets. Uh, and uh, they're automatically called like a one-term. The, the one-term articles come out. I'm right. see, I saw it, and I'm watching it right now here in Chicago uh, with Brandon Johnson. I saw right. it happen to Lori Lightfoot, Eric Adams in New York. I mean, across the board, right. uh, immediately unpopular. Right. Uh, and I just think it's kind of weird. People are in a weird state. They yeah. just they they loved Hillary until she became the the candidate, and then suddenly. That was the end of her. Did I love Hillary ever? All right. I have to think about that one. But I'm not the American voter. The American voter. It's just something about the mentality of the American voter right now. Uh, They're just, as soon as they elect somebody, they turn right around and they start hating that person. You know, whether there's a concrete reason to hate him or not, in the case of Kamala Harris, you're, why do you hate Kamala Harris? She's the vice president. She hasn't right. done anything. Right. You just brainwashed America. You don't even realize it. Of course. I, let me, uh, DeSantis said something the other day. I don't know if you caught it or not. But he said that um, we shouldn't vote for Trump because if he gets elected, he's going to be a one-term, he's going to be a lame duck uh, president from day one. Well, he has more faith in Trump abiding by uh, the Constitution than I do. All right, now, Trump, Apparently, yeah, Santa yeah, hasn't been paying yeah, attention. Yeah, Trump, uh, from Trump's design, he's going to be president for life. Yeah, Emperor, Emperor Donald. Yeah. Uh, yeah, no, I don't think uh, the provision uh, re- requiring a president to step down after a second term, uh, I don't know if Donald Trump, I remember in New York, uh, Giuliani, after 9-11, he said we should, they had term limits uh, limiting uh, mayors to two terms. He was going, no, nah, we should throw that out the window. This is a special and, time. And guess who did throw that? It was actually thrown out the window. Bloomberg. Yes. yes. Exactly. Uh, yeah, Bloomberg did it. Yep. Exactly. yep. Right. Yeah. He yeah. said, wait a minute. I'm too good. I'm too rich. I'm too this. I'm too that. I, I, you know, I, I think I should stick around another four. And that term limit movement, the more I, I think about it, it's like, and I say this as the guy who signed Pat Quinn's petition. Yeah. Chicago to have a term limit for mayor only because I was trying to stick it to Mayor Rahm at the time. Yeah, right. But by and large, that movement, it's just a, it's just a con job because I'm leaving Pat out of this because I think he actually believes in term limits. Most of these guys just say to get an office in their office, Monroe, they're like, oh, not for me. I want right. Although, personally, I think that there should be a three-term limit for mayor in Chicago. You think it should be three terms? Yeah, three what? terms. Yeah, not two, three. All right. Well, we haven't and had that's a- because the first term, which we've seen with Lightfoot and we'll see with Johnson, is you're just learning the job. Mm-hmm. And and so you don't get much done. Um if you get you're getting tested to see if you can do it or not by by those who would like to have your job. So yeah. then the second term is when you really, okay, now you know what you're doing and who to, who to, who to do what to and what have you. So you get things done. Well, that, that's the principle. In the yeah. case of Ram, it was just the opposite. He roared in the town, uh, acting like he was the emperor, can do whatever he wanted. Right. Uh, and uh, they, everything backfired on him. He right. barely got reelected. And then Laquan McDonald, uh, or, uh, movement erupted after it turned out he was concealing evidence of murder uh right. and then he retreated i right. mean he he really backed off and just uh began biding his time till he could get out of office so uh it didn't no, really work that way with see, yeah my model on this is 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 your man richie <laughs> <laughs> if richie had just stayed for three terms oh my god yes and gone off we'd still be not you and i but but um, there were Chicagoans be talking about what a great mayor Richard J Richard M Daly was. Yeah, Man, he was he was wonderful. Uh, what a mayor. Yeah, yeah. right. Exactly. 
But yeah, you're right. He got elected <laughs> uh, right after he got elected um, mayor in 2003. So that was the one, two, three, fourth time he was elected mayor. Yeah. It was 2003. Yeah. Uh, he that's when he uh, uh, ripped up Meg's field. And suddenly Chicagoans are like, what? Right. <laughs> what? <laughs> especially, huh? especially the state politicians. <laughs> yeah, because they like to fly out of Springfield. Right, exactly. Because um, Meigs was really uh, convenient for that. There's someone who took the, the, a couple of those flights, I can tell you. <laughs> They're very nice. They were not very nice. I wouldn't know because I never took one. By the way, I, that was his fifth election because the first election was uh, to fill out Harold Washington's the last right. two years of Harold's right. term. So right. I corrected myself. Yeah. Uh, all right. We're going to close it down with a, uh, a, a question related to nothing to do with politics. Uh, Monroe is a diehard Bears fan. Uh, last Sunday, uh, the Bears once again blew a lead. Uh, that's three times this year that looked like they had an insurmountable lead in the fourth quarter. And for the third time happened against Denver, uh, it happened against Detroit. And then it happened against the Cleveland Browns. They blew the lead. They're out of the playoff hunt. Uh, and, uh, well, they got a 3% chance. Minnesota has to lose both games. <laughs> okay. Well, you know, where there's a will, there's a way. Exactly. Uh, right. <laughs> so they're almost out of the playoff. Yeah, hunt. Right. Um, so, all right, here we go. Uh, put on uh, your sports fan hat. Should the Bears keep uh, Justin Fields or draft a new quarterback? Oh, yes, a no-brainer. You keep Fields. Uh, he is a special talent, and from all all things I've seen, he's a decent human being. His, you know, his, his ego isn't isn't running wild. Uh, he's serious about what he's doing, and, and he has all these skills. The problem was that a certain co coach, who shall go unnamed, terrible, you know, did a lousy job. First yeah. of all, he didn't let Fields be Fields in the yeah. beginning, and then when he did let Fields be Fields, like say on Sunday, he made a dumb call. Yeah. And, um, oh, you're talking about the half the, going for yeah. a bomb instead of the field goal. Yeah, yeah. The, the Hail Mary versus yeah. a sure thing field goal. Yeah. I, I'm with you. I, I like Justin Fields a lot. Uh, and um, I, I hope the Bears keep him and hope the Bears get, at the very least, a new offensive coordinator who uh, knows how to maximize uh, Justin Fields' abundant talents. And they should be building the team around him. Yeah. They should have been with the drafts or what have you. It's sort of, uh, I don't know what they were doing. It was, it was, it, it wasn't the best thing. The man's a diehard Bears fan, ladies and gentlemen. Win or lose, he's going to be watching the Bears on Sunday. Uh, well, no, if they get rid of Fields, I don't know. Yeah, <laughs> that's true. Well, yeah. no, they'll bring in a. If they get rid of Fields, that means they will have drafted a very prominent quarterback, probably Caleb Williams. And so. I, I think at the very least you'd be curious. And by the way, if you're like most sports fans and they get rid of fields, the guy you say they you, you, you're willing to throw away your allegiance to the team over uh, and they get rid of him uh, and the guy they bring in, Caleb Williams, is excellent, you'll be like Cedric the Entertainer in Barbershop. Uh, Justin who? Justin who? <laughs> Michael who? Michael who? <laughs> Uh, you watch, Who's well, and you know he has to be a decent guy too. He, you know, if 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 he is a um, a jerk, then I I still be missing Fields. I don't know about that. You know what? Uh, I that it <laughs> unless he became the Michael Jordan of the Chicago Bears, then I might have to say, oh, oh yeah, yeah, oh. Michael Jordan, man. I never heard anybody say that Michael Jordan's a nice guy. Right. You know what I'm saying? I've never right. heard anybody cutthroat, competitive. Right. right. That's what you say right. about Jordan. Right. Uh, but he was doing it on behalf of Chicago. So uh, we love you, MJ. Right. I was right there with him, man. Right. Exactly. Uh, yeah. So, uh, all right, Monroe, I'm going to let you go. Uh, another Monroe Wednesday. We'll be back next Wednesday, even though it'll be in the middle of Christmas. Uh, 
week where everybody else will be shut down because we never shut down on the Ben Jarofsky show. We just keep on going. Right. Uh, so uh, have a happy Christmas, Monroe, and uh, I'll see you next Wednesday, all right? All right. Okay. Okay. All right, very good. Okay. That's the great Monroe Anderson. Also want to thank producer Chris. He does an outstanding job. Give yourself a raise. Take it out of petty cash. Peace and love, everybody. And as always, I'm going to remind you, check out chicagoreader.com for more interesting articles. You want more coverage from Ben Jarofsky, bonus interviews. You want to see what's on his reading list because you're curious like that. Head to chicagoreader.com. All there. You want to follow Ben on Instagram at Benny J Show. And don't forget, like, subscribe, and follow The Ben Jarofsky Show on all of your favorite streaming and podcasting platforms. Why? Why? If you Why? have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this Why? a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion. You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who've already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator.